So here's the dilemma. The real estate market is too hot where you are, but you still want to buy a home. You're not alone. In the pandemic, there's been a surge of Canadians who are leaving the big city in search of real estate. And I mean, they're really leaving it. Today, we're finding out what can happen when you go off the beaten trail in search of buying an affordable home. Welcome to Stress Test, a podcast about personal finance in the pandemic for Gen Z and millennials. I'm Roma Lutu, personal finance editor at The Globe. And I'm Rob Carrick, personal finance columnist at The Globe. Okay, Rob. So we're talking about housing again, and it's not a surprise. All anyone is talking about these days is vaccines, the pandemic, and housing. And with good reason, because housing is the financial story of the decade. And so early in the decade, I'm making a big old prediction here. (laughs) Housing prices have gone through the roof. And what do people do if you can't afford to live in the city you want? You look elsewhere. And I have been writing for years about, oh, there's an affordable market in St. John, New Brunswick. And no one cared until the pandemic came, drove house prices in the city higher And now all of a sudden, places like St. John and Yarmouth, Nova Scotia, and a lot of these small towns and cities way outside Toronto are red hot. People are discovering you can get an affordable house there. Um, It's one of the most surprising developments of the pandemic is the huge increases in small town real estate. Have you been shocked by this, Roma? Absolutely flabbergasted. And I'm so happy I got to use that word, by the way. Now, totally agree with you. The big story of this pandemic has been the spillover of the housing market into these, you know, smaller cities, towns, rural areas that are seeing sort of the frenetic madness of bidding wars, you know, multiple bids, soaring prices, frenzy of buyers. And, you know, all of this is, of course, stemming from everyone's desire to own a home. So what we're seeing is record numbers of young people leaving the big cities. And tell us a little bit, Rob, about the kinds of places they're going to. Well, I mean, used to be that if you couldn't afford Toronto, you would move to Hamilton, which uh, if you don't live in Ontario, is about an hour's drive and maybe about four hours in regular rush hour traffic. (laughs) But they're now pushing way, way past that. A lot of the busy markets in Toronto, if you would drive down Highway 401 eastbound out of Toronto, you start looking at at the house prices of of the communities you'll find there and they are... Uh, rising and uh, in rising in ways that residents have never seen before. Um, like we're talking 20, 30, 40% on a year over year basis. Um, places like Gananoque, Ontario, Kingston, Ontario, Alexandria, Ontario. These places are, uh, it's unprecedented. There's a flow of people to the Maritimes. People are discovering there's a great quality of life there and uh, some very affordable housing markets. And Ontario money has found that and has locked in on it. Mm -hmm. Now, we wanted to know more about where people were moving and why they were moving. So we did a call out in your Carrick on Money newsletter, and we got a huge response, more than 800 people, you know, told us about what's happening from their point of view in the housing market. Among those that we asked, 75% had already left the big city for cheaper real estate during the pandemic. A lot of them used to live in places like Toronto and Vancouver. And a lot of them were moving to smaller places like Scugog, Kanata, Coburg, West Kelowna, Gatineau, huge variety of responses. What stuck out for you with that survey, Rob? The fact that people were just even doing this, you know, one thing I've I've discovered, I grew up in Toronto and a lot of my friends and family in Toronto and Toronto people don't like to move outside of Toronto. Toronto people like Toronto, uh, but they don't like Toronto's real estate market. And suddenly the light bulb has gone on and they are open-minded. And you can see in our survey, where were people coming from? 
Toronto and Vancouver. Mm -hmm. People say, what can we do about expensive housing? Well, one thing you can do is move somewhere cheaper. And the pandemic enabled this by allowing us to work from home. And in our survey, 84% of people said they were able to keep their job when they moved to uh, to a different city and work remotely. So, I mean, this is the pandemic opened the door. The question I have is, post-pandemic, are we all going to be able to work as home as much as we were beforehand? I hope that people have worked through that before they made their move. Yeah, absolutely. We're going to be keeping an eye on how that plays out. The other thing that really stuck out in my mind was the question that we asked about people who had made the move what did they not like about their new location? And some of the answers were uh, distance from family and friends, lack of things to do, negative attitude towards newcomers, having to drive everywhere. Now, on the flip side, the people that had moved uh, listed a lot of things that they really liked, more space, better quality of life, uh, quieter location, closer to nature came up a lot, as well as an improvement in lifestyle, less traffic, quieter, Um, So all these things, I think, are very relatable for all of us that are still stuck in our homes. I think the real test of how this has worked out will be 12 months from now, when people have had a chance to live in their new towns and cities for a full year. But for now, I think it is one of the most interesting things happening in real estate. It is a creative, dynamic, rational solution to the unaffordability problem. And it's great to see people opening their minds and taking advantage of the fact that we have this giant country full of places to live that aren't as expensive as the big cities. Yeah. Build your own life and make your new dream home elsewhere. We decided to learn firsthand from someone who has made the move from Toronto to St. John, New Brunswick. Jordan Owens is in his 30s. He has a young family and career and a love of trying new things. When Jordan and his partner and their toddler made the move from Toronto to St. John, they documented the whole thing for their YouTube channel. They're used to sharing all the details, which is what Jordan's doing today with us. That's up next. What's up, guys, and welcome back to another video. My name is Jordan Owens. I'm 34 years old. In this one, we are going to be exploring St. John and all that it has to offer. Well, sort of. We went to a couple places. You're in St. John. I can't wait to get into uh, how and why you got there, because St. John is... is, uh, has long, for about two years, been my pick as the quintessential community Toronto people should look at. Tell us a little bit more about what you do and how being in St. John's is uh, is compatible with that. Yeah, so my work is, is mainly all online. Um, I am a social person, so I like making relationships face-to-face. COVID has changed all that, as we know. Um, luckily for me, I was able to find a lane that allowed me to work online. Um, this is a new career for me. I'm about two years in. Um, I played 12 years professional hockey. So it's a bit of a transition phase as I, I like to call it. But coming out of hockey, I knew I wanted to set myself up with something that would allow me to kind of maintain that same lifestyle that I was living before. Um, I'm a travel junkie. I like adventure. It, it's in my blood. I don't like doing the same thing all the time. Jordan, before uh, we started our conversation, I looked you up on the website HockeyDB, which for those who don't know, has every hockey statistic under the sun. And if you're a hockey fan, you have definitely spent time on this site. And I looked up, you've had a really interesting career playing in a lot of different uh, European cities. Can you just give us a sort of a rundown of where you've played? Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. I I started my career in North America. I signed with the New York Rangers in in 2009 and I was, was trying to, you know, chase the dream to the NHL. 
Unfortunately for me, I never made it all the way aside from a handful of preseason games. But after that, I took my career overseas to Europe. I started out in Denmark, which was my first time, you know, touching touching my own feet to soil in Europe. And that alone was a life-changing experience for me. And I was instantly hooked to the allure of living abroad and experiencing like these types of different locations that, you know, hockey bestowed on me. You know, I was super grateful for that. Um, I was able to play in Italy uh, for a season. Um, after that, I spent three years in Germany and uh, that's where my daughter was born. So that'll always be near and dear to our heart. I see that you played like in a whole bunch of interesting European cities. Does that sort of um, highlight your open-mindedness to working and living in different places and different having different experiences? And I ask that question because a lot of people who live in Toronto love Toronto and they don't really want to move. Yeah, I, honestly, I, I don't blame them. I love Toronto too. I really do. If I made millions of dollars playing professional hockey, which I didn't, we would be there, I think. We would be there if money was no option. But it is, you know. Toronto is, is very, very expensive. So that's what kind of brought us us out here. Tell me about where you were living when the pandemic started. We were in Toronto. It was my first year out of hockey. I was working as, as a developer uh, for a startup in Toronto and things were, were going pretty good. Uh, we were in what we thought was an awesome spot at the time. It was the cheapest spot we could find. So it was still taking me like 50 minutes to get downtown, which is absolutely crazy. It was a lower level apartment but we were paying 1600 i believe at the time plus our bills utilities then COVID hit in march and i started working from home it was a one bedroom by the way and yeah it, it just became a little much with uh, us having a toddler running around in the background and me working in the living room parks were closed everything was closed down as it is right now and my wife and i just looked at each other and we were like you know the warm months are coming we can't be stuck in this little apartment we we need to make a change so tell me about your uh, your mindset. You realize a change needs to be made, and then you think, where will we live? What was your thought process, you and your wife? Mm -hmm. That was a tough time because I wasn't really making a lot of money. Um, I didn't qualify for a mortgage in any way, even though I had quite a bit of savings. It was all all my money was invested, but I was able to to access it at any time. It was tough not being able to get a mortgage not wanting to rent in Toronto, not wanting to rent anywhere really. We wanted to to buy a house. We didn't have many options. How did you end up with your sights set on St. John, New Brunswick? Yeah, we get we get that question quite a bit. And there's a number of reasons, I would say. One, our, our first reason probably would be that our best friends that we live just around the corner from in Toronto, uh, they have a couple of kids as well. We're really tight with them. They moved out here probably two or three months before us. So there was that in the back of our minds for sure. We wanted to be close to them. And my mom has been eyeballing the Atlantic Canada, St. John specifically for years. So always kind of this, this dream, this bucket list thing that she had. So we did have those in the back of our mind. But when I was looking on realtor.ca for you know a couple months, I was looking all over Canada. I was looking for the cheapest places that we could live that sort of ticked all the boxes that that we needed but for whatever reason you know uh we we ended up finding a place in st john and i was able to put down a, a cash offer on the house and get it and here we are give us some idea about the cost side of this how much would a house in toronto that you would have would have been suitable for you cost and what um and what was the comparative cost in st john well 
us, we're very adaptable. I think we'd both be pretty happy in a two bedroom condo in Toronto. I don't know how much those are going for these days, like seven, eight hundred thousand dollars out of our price range for sure. Whereas you can come to to St. John, we bought our house for ninety nine thousand dollars. It's a it's a two bedroom. Um, we put an addition on the top, kind of. We renovated the attic, but it added basically another room. Uh, so that's a significant drop in price, uh, and, and that definitely fell within our budget. Okay, we have to circle back here because you got a house for ninety nine thousand dollars. Tell us about it. Mm-hmm. So for us, uh, we weren't able to get a mortgage, but I was able to take out money. We bought our house in cash. And so we don't have a mortgage. Uh, we just pay the property tax. And yeah, I think we're, we're pretty happy with that. It was a little scary spending that amount of money, but at the same time, it's, you know, you're not really spending it. You're just kind of moving it over. And, you know, it's, it is liberating not having that, that giant uh, mortgage payment chasing you down every month. That's for sure. You got a house for a hundred thousand dollars. I mean, can, most Canadians haven't had a been able to think about doing that since probably the 50s. Can you take us like on a quick virtual tour of your place and maybe just describe your neighborhood and then what the house looks like and how many bedrooms it has and that sort of thing? Give, give us sort of like the, the spoken version of the realtor.ca ad. Yeah. Okay. So we're located uh, on the east side of St. John. Um, we're about five minutes from uptown. The uptown here is, is actually really good. We grew up in Niagara Falls where Okay, they call it uptown here. For those who don't know, it's it's downtown, and uh, <laughs> yeah, it's downtown. It's everything's backwards, I guess. But compared to where we grew up in Niagara Falls, their uptown is leaps and bounds better. Our neighborhood is super quiet. You can hear a pin drop. There's kids running around, with nice to see. Um, our house, though, it's we're on a hill. It, it's sloped everywhere. It doesn't make for uh, easy mowing of the lawn. I'm not a huge fan of that. As soon as you enter our house, we have a, a big sunroom, which uh, we're in the midst of renovating. Um, but you enter into our living room, um, nice original hardwood floor, still in great shape, decent size. Bedroom is off of that. You know, there's a small hallway leading into probably the biggest kitchen that we've ever had. Um, we do need a new bathroom. That's going to be a cost that's that's going to come very soon. Um, something that's not really common that we're fortunate to have is access to the attic from one of the bedrooms. Um, So it's a walk-up attic. Uh, It's the first thing that we renovated, turned it into the office that I'm sitting in here now. It's my favorite place. My camera gear is set up, my computer, you know, office area set up, all the inspiration that I need around me to just be in a comfortable spot to create. You know, it's a dream come true for me, for my wife too as well. (laughs) St. John, what is it like the day-to-day life centered on your house? compared to what it was like in Toronto. Yeah, things move a lot slower out here, which is welcome. We're we're big fans of that. We are in the city. So me personally, I like I mentioned, I love Toronto. I love the energy of the city. I would be on my bike riding around the city, walking around the city. I was always outside, never, never in our apartment. So it's tough to leave that. It's tough to leave all the action. The flip side of that, I love nature. Um, have a, a giant respect for nature. I love being there. It grounds me, connects me, just helps me remember remember all, all the stuff that I, I should be really caring about. In a perfect world, I think living out in the country in New Brunswick, you know, with uh, acres of land, privacy, I think that would be 
ideal if we're not going to be in the city. For me, it's one or the other. I want to be like completely secluded from the world out in nature or right in the heartbeat of Toronto. So right now I think we're we're on a stepping stone to get to where we want to go. But yeah, it is it is tough. There's definitely some adjustments. If you're a city junkie, it's it's different. You know, but if you can find ways to embrace that and look to the positive things and the the things that you don't really have access to in Toronto that you do out here. If you can embrace those things and find an appreciation for them, I think you're going to be pretty happy. Do you find that St. John is starting to take in enough people from Toronto and Ontario that you're getting even a little tiny bit of that vibe there? Yeah, they're, the floodgates are definitely open. I just read something uh, this morning about the real estate uh, market out here. In New Brunswick, there's been 58% more sales compared to last year at this time. Like that's to me is insane. We have a YouTube channel. My wife and I started, you know, documenting our journey out here. It's a tribe called Owens for, for anyone listening, which has just caught fire in the last month or so. Um, people are really interested in our journey and taking on a different lifestyle. I know like one of the primary reasons for us coming out here was it's expensive to live in Southern Ontario, Toronto, like that's where we want to be. But even in Niagara Falls, where, where we grew up, the average house price there is over $500,000. And yeah, you run the numbers and mom and dad are, are working full time and kids are going to daycare. You're in these situations where you don't really have the freedom to do the stuff that you want to do. So to cut ties from Toronto for the time being and, and able to set us up in a position where we can focus on stuff we actually want to do, pursue our passion projects, I think it's it's a small sacrifice. I also wanted to get a sense of the of the uptown life, which we in Central Canada would call the downtown life in St. John. Like you, you, you um, gave me the impression that you enjoy the big city vibe. That means lots of restaurants and pubs and interesting places to go. Um, what's the what's the selection of restaurants and, and bars like in, in uptown St. John? It's awesome. I haven't had a chance to experience that yet, just just because of COVID nineteen. So that yeah, that'll be exciting this summer. As soon as the warm weather hits, there's a dozens and dozens of bars within like a few block radius, and I can't wait to see what's what the uptown is going to look like in a couple months. When you were looking around at various places across Canada, what were the deal breakers for you in terms of places you could live and you could not live? That's a, a good question. I The things that were deal breakers all had to do with our daughter. We wanted to be somewhere that had uh, ex- accessibility to, you know, stuff for her. I don't think there was was that many other deal breakers. We were open to everything. It was mainly the price. It, we needed something that was hovering around that 100k mark. What is the biggest pleasant and not so pleasant surprise in your move? <laughs> Unpleasant, owning a home, it's great. I think that's um, the Canadian dream is uh, home ownership, but it's tough owning a home. It's it's constant work. There's always something that needs fixing that never ends. Nobody really likes to talk about that, and that takes a lot of time. You're, you're already working eight hours a day, and then to tack on all the chores around the house, something breaks, plumbing, whatever it is. But in terms of positive things, you know, it's great having something that you can take pride in, that you can make yours, uh, make it how your home should be your sanctuary. What about the best surprise out of from the city of St. John 
what aspect of life there is just hitting it right out of the park and you're just you're just you can't believe how good it is the people for sure the people here are just so friendly and i mean when you're moving to a new place there, you know you have your challenges a little scary sometimes but when you have people welcoming you with open arms, it, it definitely uh, takes the edge off. Are you able to save money uh, on the side for retirement, for your daughter's uh, post-secondary education, or do you have an emergency fund in case there's another issue with the house? That's a work in progress. You know, being a freelancer, it's it's tough. You kind of have to hold yourself accountable to put away whatever it is for you, 10%, 20% and savings. You know, maybe you invest some in the stock market or chase after an, an income property. Yeah, not having that sense of security of pension or benefits. Right now for Jess and I, we're both focusing on finding our path, making our hobbies our job so that, you know, once we can kind of hammer that down and get our, our steady income coming in, then we're going to focus on, you know, the the long-term financial goals. Having said that, yeah, we, we are mindful of, of that. <laughs> Is it easier to do all the things you're talking about here, making this transition from hockey to building your career as a freelancer? Do you have way more latitude and comfort doing that in St. John's versus what the situation would have been in Toronto? Yeah. When you start your business from scratch, you're not going to become a millionaire on the first day. It takes time. Being out here and having minimal expenses, it affords us a little more time to invest into our own businesses, our own projects. Our monthly expenses... think I calculated were just under $1,400 for for everything. Well, okay, not including food. I think that's pretty good. If we were in Toronto with a two, $3,000 mortgage, how many more hours do you have to work to come up with that money? Um, ideally, you would want to be in a situation where you can buy some land somewhere and build a, a cabin in the woods and not have any expenses, you know, grow all your own food and Hopefully we can get there one day. I think it would be pretty cool. But for now, uh, yeah, expenses are, we're trying to keep them as low as possible. Who would this move work for? What kind of a person? And what kind of a person would it not work for? It's not for the timid. That's for sure. It's for the person who is just tired of the rat race. And this is a little bit where worldview, our worldview comes into play and, and mine specifically. Like Life is short. My biggest fear is being stuck in a job that I hate for 30, 40 plus years, just because I I want that pension. I want those benefits. They're too hard to leave. Like being on my deathbed and thinking, wow, I never went to see the pyramids in Egypt. I never, you know, took that long road trip. That's terrifying for me. So leaving friends and family, you know, taking the leap of faith, moving cross country is, is really nothing when you think about what what could really happen if you don't make that move? You know, your whole life could pass you by. One of the things I'm finding really interesting about your comments is, where, I mean, the essence of it is go to St. John or another town and get a way cheaper house. But you're talking about a much bigger lifestyle experience, like this freedom to find yourself and build your life and not have these cost pressures and these this this rat race of, of, of that you have to participate in to generate enough wealth to be able to just hold your head up and, and, and pay all your expenses. You've got way more freedom to start this new career and to live the kind of life you want in St. John. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's why we're here. Coming out of hockey, I was, again, I never made millions of dollars playing professional hockey. I know a lot of people think Professional athletes are multimillionaires, and 
you know, I was a, a blue collar journeyman, I guess you could say, you know, my salaries were under a hundred K, you know, which is to me, that's amazing money. A hundred K contract to somebody is nothing to others. It's everything. I was trying to put away enough money that would allow me to take basically a year off and educate myself. I did a coding boot camp in Toronto, which is a, a fast track to becoming a software developer. You know, a three month program, it cost around $10,000. I was able to, you know, sustain us while I was on the job hunt and then take a job barely breaking even. And moving out here just allowed us to extend that, that grace period of like, it's a buzzword, but like finding ourselves. So we, we are lucky. We don't need much. And I think that's, that's a big thing. If once you can kind of release the need or the want for more things, then you can really just be happy with what you have and then focus on the things that you actually want to do. I want to ask you one last question, and it's a pretty broad one, and it summarizes a lot of what we've talked about. Was it worth it? Was this move worth it for you and your family? Yeah, totally, totally. I, I often think like if we stayed in Toronto, where would we be right now? So I'm glad that we just had the courage to be able to take the leap of faith and coming out here, we have no regrets and I wish we would have done it sooner in some ways um, because yeah, as we mentioned numerous times, the price of real estate is, is going up by the day out here. I think what Jordan's done is super smart. What a practical response to a problem of getting into housing in Toronto. He's, he's opened up a whole new chapter for his family's life in a great new location in Canada. He looks like phenomenally well positioned to, uh, to, to thrive in his new spot. Um, I cannot, uh, cannot support what he's done more. I mean, buying a house for under $100,000, living mortgage-free, uh, it seems like the dream to me. Well, I bet a lot of Jordan's friends and relatives from Toronto will be down to St. John to see what he's up to, and uh, they may be convinced maybe to move there themselves. Who knows? Wouldn't mind a trip to St. John myself. Rob, are you ready to give us your three takeaways? You bet. One, if housing is unaffordable in your big city, start looking elsewhere. But be prepared for rising prices in small towns and cities. Two, get ready to move by setting up your job to work remotely and be ready for the pros and cons of working and living this way. Three, if you're doing this move just to buy real estate, remember what it means to be a homeowner. The financial responsibilities do not disappear just because you got your house for a cheaper price. Thank you for listening to Stress Test. This show was produced by Hannah Sung and Latifa Abdin. Audio post-production by Carl Fulton and Carly Reem Neal. Our executive producer is Kieran Rana. Thank you to Jordan Owens. You can check him out at A Tribe Called Owens on YouTube. If you like what you heard, let the world know. Leave us a rating and review at Apple Podcasts. And if you know someone who wants to figure out how to stay on top of their finances, send them this show. Now, have you ever noticed that a lot of personal finance advice is geared towards people who are in couples? What if that's not your goal? What do you need to know if you're going solo for the long term with your money? That's our next episode. Watch for it. You can find Stress Test at Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. And find us at theglobeandmail.com, where we cover all things financial. Thanks for listening.